Hello and welcome back to the 2K Fancy Premier League podcast. We are looking ahead to game week 21. We're in episode 35 and this is part two. So Kev, you've been thinking about the Premier League informed teams and the team mm-hmm. who you think has the best form in the bottom half of the table is? Uh, so what I find interesting is that the bottom seven teams are within two points of each other. That's crazy, but like, I love that, man. I love battles, you know, with drama. You got, like, West Ham in the relegation zone. They're, like, a win out of, like, 13th. (laughs) Uh, But just above that, I can see Chelsea, Villa, Palace, Forest. It's going to be one of them. It's going to be between Villa and Forest. Fuck. Okay, I don't know how form works, but I'm going to go Forest because they've been playing really well lately. Is it Forest? Nope, it's Villa. Fuck. Really? Yeah. I was going to. So when Villa, I. When Forest I looked won at their this, last two and then drew, and then Villa are won their last one, drew, and one. So, like, wouldn't the most recent game help form more? We're looking at last six games. Form is last six games. Six games. Bournemouth? So, I didn't say Bournemouth. I said last six. Last. We're looking at the last six games. So Villa have won four, drawn one, lost one. Forest have won three, drawn two, lost one. So it was between Forest and Villa. When I started researching this, I presumed it was going to be Forest, actually, because I was kind of one thing that stood out to me that, you know, and and I guess the reason why I asked this question is there has been a bit of a change in the tide in my head. I'm probably coming to this a bit more like Forest and Wolves, who look like the teams to target, are now starting to improve. Leicester, who started poorly, improved, and now they're looking bad again. You know, Bournemouth, uh, Bournemouth started well, but they look like they're dropping much the team to target now. Sorry, Bournemouth is very much the team to target to me now. And Everton, 100%. they are the Everton team and Bournemouth. Uh, Leeds still like West Ham being third off the bottom. Like, I still don't trust targeting them, you know what I mean? Yeah, like. And I don't but, feel they're getting thrashed every week, right? No, out of the bottom half of the uh, table, 11 down to 20, they have yeah. the least goals allowed. 25 goals, right? Look right. At, like Bournemouth have conceded 41. Yeah, so. and they've got the worst goal difference. And I think... Yeah. I, I, and like slam to the bottom but actually you know they beat man city they won again this weekend i know they only beating they only beat everton but they played well against man city it wasn't like a complete it wasn't like oh they were really lucky to win that game they actually deserved to win it from 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 what i was watching and i think you know it's always there's tricky a, there's with a form question that's relevant for fpl this week okay okay lester have lost their last four matches they're in horrible form um you know, Keppa versus Ward is big this week for a lot of people, myself included. I've I've Ward in right now because they play Brighton at home, but Brighton looked pretty fucking good, man. <laughs> like they just had the second best <laughs> XG of the week, smashed Liverpool. Uh, Chelsea have Liverpool away. <laughs> That's a tough one, dude. I mean, well, I still think I should go Ward. Well, if, if well, Darwin the, Nunes is back, I'll probably go Ward. If he's still out, I might go Kepa. Might be that Darwin. 
So the bookies will tell you Chelsea are 17% and Leicester are 26%. So you've got a, a 50% better chance with Leicester. But I mean, 17 and 26 don't really shout out. We're assuming Liverpool aren't all of a sudden some shit team just because Brighton smashed them though as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Liverpool at home are probably a different beast than Liverpool away as well though. Yeah, that's very true. Okay. Uh, Kepa's sort of like being keeping clean sheets by like keeping a lot of saves though. And Chelsea have reinforced their defense with, I like that new signing actually, like all this crazy money they're spending that, that new kid that started today played for the French national team. And he's like 21 and they paid like 40 or something million for him. Not a hundred. I like those kinds of signings so much better than these fucking guys. They pay a hundred million for, you know? get you yeah i mean it's a toss of the coin i can you can argue it either way i mean the chances yeah. are neat the chances are neither will keep a clean sheet and i'll be like a point between them or something in which case you won't really care it's one of those decisions that hopefully can't backfire too badly for people yeah um so highlight and low light of the week so i'll start mine's really easy because i don't have any highlights i've only had two returning players and that's trippier and rashford and Everyone owns them. So I've had a pretty dreadful week. And then my low light is the entire week so far. Well, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I t so that's from an FPL perspective. But obviously the highlight of the week has been Arsenal winning and being there. Uh, I don't think do that. I don't think you can do your like, personal fan team shit. This is like FPL related. Yeah, but I have, I have no FPL highlight though. So I had to... I had to, I had you know, to, I had to anyone... What about some guy you don't have not doing well, like Almiron or... Kane or something. No, no, no good news. No good news. My fancy team has had a very, very bad week and uh, mostly self-inflicted by myself. But no, that's how, how it goes sometimes. What about you, Kev? Um, hmm. Well, my highlight of the week was probably Kepa. Yep. Uh, was very helpful. Um, could also say maybe Tony or Odegaard. Those are like sort of my differentially tight players that did okay. Yep. Low, low light to me was I thought Cancelo should have got a penalty uh, when when he went down to the box. I'm still not quite sure why he didn't. And was it not outside that, the box? I thought he was in the box, no? I can't remember now. There's been so many penalty shouts this I mean, weekend. I don't want... I'm not here to say that, but my I, it was just sort of like, fuck, dude, if if... He would have got three if 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 he got that pen, Holland would have taken it. Obviously, I'm assuming he scores it. That's like three points for Cancelo. Plus, maybe he gets some bonus points now because of that. Holland gets, you know, four plus probably three bonus points for scoring that. Multiply that on a triple captain. It was like fucking 20 something points. <laughs> you know? And then same with the Mitrovic fucking whatever that was like he scores that he goes from zero to nine and also i only have trippier so i don't have the extra newcastle d like a lot of people have and it you know just changes everything there right like trippier getting three bonus points and whatever he's like completely irrelevant he's basically 100 eo everyone has him if you don't have trippier like make that your priority transfer this week he's unreal so i it was probably like the what could have been like 
It felt, I, I will say this though, it felt sort of like every little somewhat differential it, it, about my team, like it's just gone against me since the restart, like Trossard, you know, a bunch like not getting Shaw because I had to deal with Trossard, <laughs> you know, just compounds fucking 15 points that from that from the other week and like Trossard just being a nightmare. Um, so to have my hits this week immediately pay off with De Bruyne getting an assist and uh, Tony scoring was great. That being said, the Tony hit, I would have played Ben White if I didn't do that, and he got eight points. So, I mean, maybe it isn't that great after all. We'll see. Okay. You just can't stew on this shit and just think about the next move. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm certainly not uh, stewing on this because, as you say, there wasn't anything you can do about what's happened in the past. You can only, you can only sort out what's yeah. going to happen in the future. But uh, big 18 game weeks ahead. We're just over halfway now, aren't we? So, but yeah. I, it's probably, I guess it broadly is halfway because I guess we've got a few cancellations coming in as well. Okay, so let's chat through games. So, we'll, we'll, we'll do a pre preview of all 10 games coming up. So, let's start with City versus Wolves. Okay. I mean, I think we touched on this earlier in the early in the game week. If you ha early in part one, if you have Cancelo, and yeah. assuming he starts, I'm kind of assuming he's going to start against Tottenham after that performance. He feels like he's a keep now, right? He's a keeper if you've got him and you haven't sold him. I I think you know his price is probably going to keep plummeting. Um, so you kind of it's weird once a player starts going down in price, you just get this have this like urge to get rid of him, <laughs> you know, but. Uh, I mean, he's, he had a great game, but he's still got a one-pointer. He's really expensive. I have no idea if he's going to start in any given game. I think Lewis could, he's probably still going to get some starts. So I do think he's a sell, but I wouldn't sell okay. him until after their next double game week at this point. So that's my view on him. Okay, that makes sense. If, yeah, I mean, if like Trent Alexander-Arnold has a double game week announced this week, I'd consider switching him to him. But depends if they're both going to be Chelsea. You know, maybe not because they can't keep a fucking clean sheet right now, can they? So well, plus they have seven million plus, for maybe he gets an assist. Plus, plus they haven't got Van Dyke, have they? So no. Yeah, I mean, if, uh, just looking at clean sheets just on the goalkeepers, I, I appreciate some keepers may have missed. Pope's got eleven, Ramsdale's got nine, De Gea's got eight, Edison's on seven. So that yeah. kind of sums. And then you got like Raya, Ward, even Henderson's got six. So six is like. What are we doing here? They played almost twenty games. What are we yeah. thinking about that? Yeah. Basically, Pope is the clean sheet guy. Um, you know, if I was going to get De Gea, be because he has doubles, right? Like, also, we I think we also need to kind of take into consideration, like we all got hot for Man United because right after the restart, it was like fucking. They were playing Bournemouth and shit. Their first three games were awesome. And then it was like sell, sell, sell. But then they had these two doubles announced. So it was like, oh, shit, we need them again. So, you know, if we knew the double game week information earlier, we all would have started with two Man UD. So, yeah. like, I think a lot of people's plan was to have a Man United defender and even Rashford just for those first three games, then sell. But then Rashford's played himself into must-keep territory and yeah. double game weeks were announced. But I do think after the double game weeks, like you could very much sell your 
Shaw's and stuff like that. Like Shaw isn't some super attacking guy. He just happened to score a goal when everyone had him. But he's not on corners anymore. That's going to be Erickson and probably Bruno uh, before before Shaw, right? Like he he's just he's he has been good on bonus, but again, it's been against the sh- the three shitty teams that he played. So like the fixture run isn't there. Like Man, Man United have looked good defensively, but a lot of their clean sheets have come against in these like three shitty games they just played, right? So like how many did you say they had? Seven? He just got three of them there. So he was only on four before that. So I think it, it would be smart to take a step back on Man United and be like, hey, look, they've played well versus these crummy teams. Like one big question this week for me is like, do I play Ben White at home versus Man United or do I play Luke Shaw away versus Arsenal? I'm playing Ben White all day, man. Oh, 100%. I, like, I don't even think it's a debate. I mean, people can have their own opinion, but, like, I'm going to start Shaw over fucking Arsenal at home? And and the helpful thing about Ben White at the moment is he's getting subbed at, like... I know he got subbed at 59 once, which is really annoying. Yeah. But in these games, he's getting subbed at, like, 80 minutes, 75, 80 minutes. So if you do it's have a, a lapse of concentration... Yeah, that lapse of concentration, those late goals, you don't yeah. get burnt by it. Um, well, that's when that those last five minutes are when the other team just starts throwing everything. Even the keeper comes forward. So yeah. it's nice to not have your it's nice to have your clean sheet locked in before that. I I just think the only people that I've sort of seen like yeah, it's Shaw ahead of uh, White are like Man U fans because they're probably buying into this. They just beat City, and I get it, dude. Like they do look good, but I think from a defensive clean sheet perspective, it's it's good to keep in mind like Arsenal look fucking unreal at home, man. I don't foresee a clean sheet for Man United this week. I think Arsenal at home have a shot at one. Because I do think it's it's probably not going to be nil-nil. It's probably going to be like 2-1, like the Man U City game. But I think if either of the team have a shot at a clean sheet, it's Arsenal at home with the form they have at home. So just while I finish on City, I mean, the reason why I was looking at the clean sheets was looking at it going, Man City aren't really keeping clean sheets. There's part of me which says, and I think we we were looking at this last week, you just get three attacking City players and just don't bother with the defenders because you don't know who's nailed. Edison's, you know, Edison's the only one that's probably is nailed, but are they keeping enough clean sheets? I look at it now. Have you been keeping enough clean sheets to keep it real? So, I mean, I think yeah. you hold it now till game week 23 because you've only got, what, a couple of games before you know they're going to double again and then reassess what yeah. you do with City assets is kind of where my head is. Um, Collins undroppable and the rest can go. Yeah. After the double. Yeah, agreed. Um, so we talked quite a bit about it. I mean, Arsenal versus Man U. Just coming back to your, you know, your point in the clean sheet. So Arsenal are 36% and Man United 22 So I kind of backs up what, what you were saying there, Kev, in terms of you go white over Shaw. Um, I mean, Man U is kind of quite easy, isn't it? Because you're going to have Rashford, you're going to have Shaw, and then you might want an extra one for game week uh, 22. I've got... I've already got Martinez in my team, so I guess he'll just sit there and until he's ready to play game week twenty two and then I'll then I'll move him on. That sucked. Did you went Martinez? I went Martinez. Fuck. I you never know he could start the second match and score. That sucks, I, dude. I was all over that guy too. I feel bad about that like real bad. Well, if he, if he starts the second game, it's not horrendously bad. But I went. I was torn between going. Yeah, but dude, he played ninety. He started like every fucking game since they transferred, like brought him in up until the World Cup. Goes and wins the World Cup. 
So you're expecting them to like ease him back in, which they did. And then he started in that League Cup game. So you're like, okay, great. And then you bring him in and he's fucking benched. As you kind of got screwed there, man. Well, it depends how it plays out, though, right? Because I went Edison and Martinez and I could have gone De Gea and Akanji. Mm hmm. I mean, Sonny Kepper was obviously a complete disaster, as things stand. Um, wow. But that was my own, as I say, it was all self It's not over yet. It's not over yet, but Martinez still came on and got a point. And Shaw only got two points. There and you go. I think, and I think Akanji, I think Akanji only got one point. So had I, I gone Akanji and De Gea, I think De Gea probably got two. So I'd be one point better off. So at the moment, I don't know. It's been a complete disaster. There from, you go. From from that selection, it's been a complete disaster from uh, selling Kepper and deciding to go Kane over Tony. Because I could have actually just gone quite simply. I could have gone. I could have bought Shaw in and Tony for free. Whereas as it happens, I decided to get, take eight point hit to get yeah. zero points, nice. which hasn't been great. Uh, there you go. Um, so Arsenal. Yeah. So I think. I don't think anyone's getting any other attacking Man U players. If assuming they double in game week twenty-two, I know we're looking one game ahead. I just can't unless you can afford Fernandez, which which I assume most people can't. I don't think there's any other Man U player I'm looking at getting in because I don't think you can trust Martial. I think a second defender is probably the way to go, assuming you want to triple triple up on them, assuming they do double in twenty two. For Man U, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, see how what happens next game. I mean, Weggy Weghorse could come in and do well. Martial, like if Anthony started, he'd be interesting. Ericsson, but yeah, probably a, just another defender, especially when a lot of us are still like trying. Like I had uh, Reese James and Patterson, so I still have Patterson in my team. I think a okay. few folks have one of those two still left too. Like you know, so yeah, That's probably probably the best buy to put out with. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. It's sort of the right position. And then I got a question for you. So, I mean, I agree with what you were saying before that Odegaard must be the guy to get in for Arsenal. And looking at it, he absolutely is. Um, a lot of people have Ben White, and I kind of just think he's a season keeper at the price point he's at. Uh -huh. He's definitely the Arsenal defender to have. And as he showed today, if he actually plays close to 90 minutes, he's going to start picking up bonus points. I mean, that's the downside. If he gets subbed at like 65 minutes or something, he probably won't get the bonus points. He's just not on the pitch and not long enough to sort of pick those things up. But I think he's got an assist in somewhere as well from just watching him. And obviously, he's playing at Saka's, down Saka's side of the pitch, which is really, really helpful because that's the thing that's where most of the attacks are coming down at the moment. Um, so, assuming White and Odegaard are the way to go, would you consider sending Martinelli later in the season and maybe bringing in like a Ketier, or if you had the cash going up to Saka, or no, was Martinelli no. sort of cold for you? Yeah, he looks great. I mean, he didn't get it done today, but the other like two games ago, he got like 14 points or 11 points or something. Like he's in and around the attack every game. Um, I thought Ryan Sessignon just like he had like two, two kind of like moments where him and Saka came together that he looked good. But like every other moment, Saka sort of just like dominated uh, Ryan Sessegnon, right? And yep. and so I think there was so, sort of that where on Martinelli's side, like Doherty just sort of like played him well. So and and the other games, Martinelli is like where all the attacks coming from. So I think Saka being on penalties is obviously huge. And if they were the same price, I'd be going Saka all day. But 
for someone like me to start with Martinelli at six million and Saka's eight, like I'm just there's nowhere near enough in it to go two million more or whatever, one and a half million more to jump up to Saka. So I just think I'm gonna keep Martinelli and Odegaard uh, and Ben White. And I think if I did not have Martinelli and what's he cost like six, seven, six, eight, something like that, I still don't think it's worth like one point two or whatever it costs to go up to Saka. I'd probably still go Martinelli unless I was planning on like having them just for the double game week 23 and then flipping them, then yeah, I'd go Saka. If it was just for a week or something and I was just like jumping around between double game week players uh, as like a one week punt, I'd go Saka. But I think for the season, there's just not much, there's not that much between Saka, right? Saka had the two assist game today, or maybe it was, I heard it. One of the assists got dropped. So it was just a one assist game today where Martinelli, he's don't, aren't, doesn't he even have more goals than Saka right now. Doesn't he have seven or and uh, Saka has five? Yeah, yeah, just yeah. I'm just. So, like, I think it's there's not even that much in between the men, even with the fucking penalties. Martinelli has more goals, so I think it's still worth saving the money and going Martinelli. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right. I just it's some of. I mean, obviously, I watch you all like the Saka a lot. Two, a couple days ago, I asked the question if. Uh, Who's Arsenal's player of the year? Like, if or, or even for the season, say Holland doesn't get it. He's obviously going to get it. But say something happens, Arsenal win the league by like 20 points and Holland just like stop scoring or something. Like, who do you think the player of the year is? Because I thought it was Odegaard, but I wanted to hear your opinion. You were like, Saka? Question mark? And then in my head, I'm like, I don't think so, man. I kind of made me think. I think Chris just really likes Saka. I, mean, I, do, really, I do really like Saka. I think. <laughs> I think Odegaard, definitely Odegaard. Odegaard's definitely stepped a lot post World Cup and just before that. But Saka's been yeah. Saka's there every game. He broke out last year. That's what it is. He he broke out in like the kind of way Odegaard's breaking out now last year. So he's kind of that's why he costs more. That's why he's probably a bit more of a fan favorite. And he's on penalties, which is big. I you know what my question on Arsenal is more um when do you think Jesus actually comes back? And is Eddie and Kedia worth owning for double game week 23? Because it coincides with what the FPL says Jesus comes back, which is in like two weeks. <laughs> so, so, no, so game week 23. Game yeah. week 23 is four weeks away. It's Saturday, 11th of February. Yeah. And doesn't it show Jesus coming back on like the 5th of February or something? Maybe. But the um, Jesus posted something this weekend, I think, saying he's five weeks away. And Arteta, oh, I'm very hopeful about Jesus. So I'm not expecting to see Jesus until game week 24 at the earliest, but more likely game week 25. So, but, I mean, you don't bring in Eddie now when it's that close, do you? It says, and so it says knee injury. Expected back 4th of February, which is two weeks away. I mean, they're going off of when he had the surgery. It was like a three-month surgery, right? Yeah, the, they, the, it was definitely... Jesus has definitely suggested five weeks, and Arteta was definitely didn't sound very optimistic about Jesus coming back. Okay. And I think, so and I think, think the, it's worth buying Eddie and Kedia. Say you had Mitrovic and Arsenal are about to double. Like I think that could be a move that happens, right? Or a tone. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't. Get, I mean, <laughs> I would wait to see how it plays through. But I mean, who does Fulham play in game week twenty three? The problem is Fulham play at home to Forest in game week twenty three. 
Okay. Now, I know we were talking about this earlier that Forest are a better team than they were, but I still fancy Fulham getting some goals at home to Forest. So yeah, might not. score today versus the best defensive team in the league. I yeah, mean, so. I know he mocked. That was my view on Mitrovic missing today. It sucked. But, like, I didn't expect him to get anything. The fact he still had a fucking XG. I don't know what his XG would have, is, but, like, when you take a penalty to me, that's an XG of one. <laughs> or like, 0. 0.99, like, including penalties, right? So, I feel like to have such a good chance to score versus the best defensive team in the league like he can technically score versus anyone man Fulham are just attacking so to your point if he's playing Forest at home like that's a hold he's he's probably a hold to me I don't know who I'd sell out of Tony or Mitrovic like dude Tony's fixtures are unreal all the way to like 32 35 I I don't think I'm gonna sell this guy all season man I think there's there's two things to worry about for Tony, isn't there? There's the because he was in this, he was wrapped up, wasn't he? So is he going to get how bad is that injury? Obviously, good enough that he yeah. thought he could play. I'd be concerned about getting a knock on that again, and obviously the the better sure. band. Knocks yeah. or knocks, wait for the pressers. If anyone gets injured, it changes things. Yeah, but 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 the fact that he was bandaged up would always concern me slightly. True. Um, Holland has a knock on his foot. You don't like that? Mitrovic has a fucking knock on his foot. Right? Is he going to play any game? Tony has a knock. It's like you know. seems to have a knock. Yeah, that's probably like it's life of professional football. I guess you kind of get strapped up, take a couple of couple of uh, painkillers, and, and get on the pitch and perform. So, West Ham versus Everton. There's probably not well, much to say about this, is there? We don't well, want any West Ham or Everton players. Uh, I mean, if a double game week gets announced, reassess. But I'm good. We can move on. Okay, Palace versus Newcastle. So. Palace for me. I mean, they have a double game week. We didn't touch anyone. I think we can move on. Yeah, I mean, Palace just look a bad team in their own. Palace. I'm almost wondering if Palace were a team to target a little bit. They look like they've fallen off a cliff a little bit for me. I mean, would they lose one nil today? Like when when Palace at home, I think is still a tough fixture. I don't. I don't know. Palace away, maybe target. I don't, I don't know if they're target level. Not sure. No. Nah. I mean, I'd consider it a good fixture if there was like a, a string of gr- good fixtures in a row and Palace was in the mix. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, there's like, if it was like Palace, Wolves, uh, Bournemouth, Man United, and, uh, and then two more decent fixtures, I'd be like, yeah, that's an okay run. You know, I wouldn't like the Palace fixture wouldn't have me thinking one way or another. I'd be looking at Man United and I'd be looking at like Bournemouth in there offsetting each other. And then I'd be like, the rest are like pretty good. Right? So so this is something I'm reading on. This is a BBC article. It says, so they're, they're seven points above the bottom three. They've lost three of the past four Premier League games. They did lose to Southampton in the Cup. Um, and the next five games have got Chelsea... Obviously, that's already happened now. So that means they've lost four of the last five Premier League games. And then they've now got Man United twice, Newcastle and Brighton in the next mm. four games. So Crystal Palace could get dragged into something if they're not careful. Uh, maybe. Anyway, uh, that, I just feel as if there's something. I feel as if they're on a downward spiral. Their goals against aren't that bad, though. They're just not scoring. Like their goal differential is negative nine, and they've only let in twenty six goals. 
26 is not bad when I'm looking at this table, man. Like, but I'm not I'm not looking at the past though. I'm saying they they're in a bit of a slump. They've lost four of the last five. And if that continues, that's when the wheels can come off and perhaps they will start letting more goals in. So it's almost trying to anticipate. Like, I mean, they, they basically let in four versus Tottenham, and that's it. Like Chelsea won, Southampton as FA Cup, but two, you know, they clean sheeted Bournemouth, Fulham three, but that was against nine men. Yep. Right? Like for some reason they're playing Valadoid and Napoli. Them those must have been World Cup friendlies. That's <laughs> like that fucking threw me off for a second. Like Napoli. Anyway. Yeah, I don't I'm not targeting them. Okay. It, it's it's one to keep an eye on. And then Okay. In terms of Newcastle, you kinda of touched on this before. Elite. When what Almiron. Is he still a hold for you, or if you if you had him in your team, would you be looking at moving him on? I moved him. I bought. I it's it's like what price did you pay? Is the question right? You got him at fucking four point nine million, like my younger brother who's ahead of me in OR and like crushing me in my like one league, <laughs> and I love it, dude. I'm happy for him, man. I'm happy he's doing well. It's fucking. He was. He debated me and Almiron. I'm like, ah, he's outperforming his XG. I don't see it. And he's like, dude cost me 4.9 million he's fucking leading midfielders and points why would i sell him i'm like dude you got him at 4.9 keep him i got him at 5.8 he was 5.8 <laughs> like when he when i was wild carding so i sold him so i think there's a, a lot to do with your purchase price like if you bought him at like f- around five i'd probably just hold him dude until like it's time to get odegaard for the double game week or something but like Newcastle could have a double game week announced this week. I don't know, right? So I, it's all going to come down to the doubles with selling Almiron, or he actually got dropped, right? So like when Isak starts, what's that lineup going to look like? I think Isak's going to start next game. So next game could be like pretty interesting on what the starting looks uh, lineup looks like. I do think it's probably Almiron versus ASM, and ASM just seems to be like pushed to the back. But it's three blanks in a row for Almiron. That's not great. I could see his price start to falling now. I uh, and I do think like Odegaard is going to become this like sexy must own player at some point. It's going to happen. Like fuck, I've been on that for a few weeks now. Today, look, he looked pretty damn good. Got me some points. <laughs> you know, he's not that expensive. So I do think Almiron to Odegaard is going to be a real popular transfer. But I don't think Almiron's must sell yet. Uh, and if you got him at like five million, like it, it, it like changes everything. I mean, now Monta Odegaard's almost a million pound extra, though, isn't it? Though? So it's not as maybe as you know. Unless you got him at five eight, like me, Almiron. I mean, yeah, but Odegaard's six point seven. Oh yeah, sorry, I'm looking at Odegaard at six six on my screen. I guess I bought him even cheaper than that. I probably got him at six five or six four. He's going up every week right now, Odegaard. It was interesting Odegaard went up like last week where he doesn't have a double game week and he's playing Tottenham and he went up. You know, like his net transfers in right now are like 200 and, or sorry, uh, two point, how does it work? No, net, net trans- yeah, he's like 270,000 in this week, 380,000 in last week, 200. 20,000 in the week before 440 he's like being transferred in by like a couple hundred thousand every week right now right 
They have yeah. a, a twenty game week twenty three when they double is probably the week to make the move. Like wait on Almiron another week. I would roll this week no matter what anyway. Um, and then assess Almiron to, to Odegaard probably for twenty three. Maybe even like plan to set that up somehow with a with a double transfer or something. But like you've got you fortunately you're in a situation where you have an extra week to assess. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm probably going to bring him in for game week twenty two Everton away, which seems like a nice. Starting fixture who, for Martinelli or uh, Odegaard? Yeah. Odegaard, Odegaard. Who for who? Um, Bernardo Silva. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep, that'd yeah, be my plan would, anyway. He would it makes yeah because they have Man United this week, so I would keep Bilva for Wolves. Yeah, and then and then I've got a chance to then I just have to find someone else from City in 23, but I can either get like De Bruyne for Salah or like... Fuck, man, the uh, way they're playing, do you even need to? Like... <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. do I need to triple in 23? We'll cross that bridge when I get there, yeah. but 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 things moves quickly. Um, I'll do the world's quickest game for us now, Bournemouth versus Forest. And I'll move on from that. Mm-hmm. Not many players from there. Southampton yeah. versus Villa. So, Bailey this is interesting. The only person I'd look at. Who? Leon Bailey. When they double. Um, what about Ward Prowse? I we talked about him at the start of it, and I, I actually had him in my some of my drafts, and I was really close. I was very very close to getting Ward Prowse in, and right. since the turn of the game, no way you would still have him now if you started with him. He had he five before this goal. He had five, seven, two, and fifteen. But he scored four goals, and then when he got the five and a seven, he missed a penalty in one of those games and scored yeah. his own goal in one of those games. Which is quite impressive, but he's done very well for me in my draft teams because I got him in both my draft teams. But uh, he's, um, but I think he's still got a few decent fixtures, and then it, then he goes to a whole wall patch. He's probably a bit too late now, but he, um, some to the one to watch if they are going to improve into the new manager. But it's probably early days for that. I would yeah, say. I'm not interested in him at all. Here's the thing: midfield's tough to to yep. get excited about players, right? Like. I think you're you're gonna see Odegaard, Martinelli, um, uh, Rashford, and then like a premium either De Bruyne or Mo, whoever like is about to double or just doubled, uh, and then like your cheapy Andreas. If I were to change that for any mids, it would be like Madison's fit. And they've got a really juicy double coming up or something and like, okay, I'm going to get Madison in for his double. Or it's going to be probably one of those Brighton guys we were talking about, Sonny Marsh or Matoma, before I go for James Ward-Prowse. Like, I'm not, I'm not mixing, like, everyone that I just mentioned I would have way before I would have James Ward-Prowse. Like, even though he just had the sexiest fixture run he'll probably have, in, like, all year – <laughs> you know, we still didn't even actually take it seriously to go get him, did we? So I, no, I was really close. To, I was very, very close to getting him. Very close. Well, toss up between him and Bernardo Silva. I obviously, obviously made the wrong call. Manchester City. I mean, that's not. Re- There's no way you would have actually done it. I was, and we very... knew about those doubles. Like maybe the Spurs one was not going to happen this week because of like an FA Cup replay, but it was very likely. So there's, I, I don't know. Anyway, I don't, I don't think you actually were close. I was, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Um, we've then got Leicester versus Brighton. So, I mean, Leicester are so horribly out of form. I just don't think we're touching any, any of their players, and they're very. Oh, different. When is Madison back? When is he due back? And then we all, and like we talked about Ward earlier. Typing in James Madison. He's expected back. He's back at the magical date of the fourth of February. This is so the same time that Jesus is back, apparently. Mm. So who knows? I mean, I wouldn't touch that guy until I see him on the pitch. And because if you remember, he had he kind of had this injury, and then he was oh, he's finally went to the World Cup, and then wasn't fit during the World Cup, and then yeah. he's just never been fit since then. I was I was look at those injuries and going, well, if no one really knows what's going on, that always makes him very very worried. And I could see him coming back, then going off again. So yeah, I want to see him play four or three games where I touch him. Um, and then Brighton, we talked a bit. I mean, they were kind of our bit of a chat on sort of differentials. So Matoma, Marsh, uh, Sonny March, we talked about both those in part one. Um, I think you're right about Ferguson with Welbeck there, even though, even if Ferguson is first choice, yeah. you can see him playing like 60, 70 every game and then getting subbed. And then occasionally Welbeck will start ahead of him. So even if he becomes first choice, I still think he won't play 90 minutes every week, which is probably not what you want. I mean, I think it's a move if you want to go to five midfielders and just play two right. at the top. Yeah, he'd be the, he'd be the go-to cheap forward. 100%, yeah. Agreed. Um, like but never just, actually going to play um, yeah. first sub. Yeah, and, and he could be the guy you have... Maybe he's a guy that we think about if you know if Welbeck gets injured again and we've got some bench boots yeah. coming up. Perhaps, perhaps he's our enabler guy. Good point. I think it's also worth noting that they had a good game versus Liverpool with that clean sheet, but my God, have they become like the total inverted opposite of what they were when Potter was there. Like they're, they are just attack, 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 not a good clean sheet team at all. And that was like their first clean sheet in like 11 games. Oh wow! Okay, didn't know that. Okay, well, that's what I heard on TV. So fact check that. I might be wrong. <laughs> um, you can see the way they play, though. They're just attacking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit like Fulham. Um, yeah. So talking about Fulham, it's Fulham versus Tottenham. I mean, it's a bit weird. Like Fulham and Tottenham, I think it's Mitrovic versus Kane, and they're the only players we really own. From the, oh, well, sorry, I forgot about Andreas. But I mean, I think we've talked about this before. I think. Andreas is on everyone's mind to move on. He's not, you know, I'm not desperate to move him on. And I still think he's, you know, he's definitely not a player you'd take a hit for to get rid of. Well, assuming he's, assuming he's fit, but he's a guy that I will move move on at some point, I think. Yeah, agree. But not an immediate one. And I think Tottenham have been what they have been for a while, which is, you can't rely on their, their four, four, forward players apart from Kane. I think mm -hmm. Kulu is probably he did look I like good. Kulu. I like yeah. Kulu. The fact he's back fit, you know, I would have been tempted for him this week if I knew he was fit, like on the wild card. So, yeah, yeah. agreed. And I think, but the, but you know, you can't trust the the sense backs. Probably aren't worth. The hassle and the fullbacks are completely reliable in terms of being picked, and so, so I think we we are where we are with with those teams. Um, Liverpool versus Chelsea. Mm. Mm. That's going to be a really interesting game because obviously it's not the game that it used to be, or we might expect expect it to be in terms in terms of the positions of the both of both the teams. 
Where's your head at the moment with Liverpool assets, Kev? I think Gakpo's pretty interesting at that price, man. Like, if he's going to play center forward, I think there's people that could take a punt. Um, it just comes down to are they going to double or not? If they double game week this week, I think you need to sort of have a, uh, like, backup. What am I going to do if that happens? Because I do think it's still in play. Uh, this, like, I, right down to the transfer deadline, I think it... Maybe not right down to the transfer. No, when I, I, when I, would I, they play? But like, I think right after the Wolves pool match, like that day or within the next twenty four hours, it could get announced. And then after that, it's dead. Agreed. But if it did get announced, who would you bring in? I think it's going to be Gakpo. Will be popular or just? I think going De Bruyne back to Mo though, it's a little like fuck. Just for one week though, because then I want to go back to De Bruyne for his double the week after. I'm not sure what I'd no. do. Because I here just sorry to add to that. It, at first I was thinking, you know, Captain Mo, but would I Captain Mo? Could I just captain someone else? Could I go Cancelo to Trent or Rabo? Could I go could I bring in Gakpo? You know, like I don't know. I guess I'd probably still go to Bruyne to Mo and Captain Mo for the week and then go back to De Bruyne. I don't know. It's tricky. This is what we were all waiting for last week, right? A double game week pool announcement. Because I think, it, I don't know if I would have gone to De Bruyne if, if that was announced. Well, so, I still have Salah. So I'd probably just captain him and... Definitely, yeah. And I'd, I'd captain Salah and the only move I could consider is I might move... No, I don't, I don't, I think I'd just stick with that. I mean, if it's if it's Liverpool playing Chelsea and Wolves, it's slightly more attractive to go somewhere else. But I might just stick with Salos, captain, and then just see how the rest of it plays through. Because I think the thing is, you start moving on a player to a Liverpool player. Yeah, I think you end up locking yourself into a minus four in the future weeks when you try and play the All other right, doubles. Here's, here's a question: Darwin's fit. They double. What do you do? He's announced fit, playing. I think I'd still skip it. I don't think I, got, I would. I got I got three million in the bank. I could go Mitrovic to him. I'd probably go Mitrovic to Darwin on that news and captain him because <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't know if I do Mo on a hit just to fucking go back to De Bruyne the week after. I'd probably just gamble on him. Okay, it's gonna be a I mean, real interesting week if this double game week gets announced. I mean, real pa- interesting. Well, perhaps actually looking at it, perhaps I just move Kane to. Perhaps I would move Kane to Darwin and just go with that. Yeah, I think I think Darwin would be very popular. So, say Darwin doesn't get uh, announced fit, and there is a double. Do you, can you get Gakpo in at all? Would you do that? No, I, I don't. I'm say taking take. I'd be taking a hit for that. I think I'll just stick right. with the fact I got okay. Salah at that point. I think the only move I have got is to try and bring in a Liverpool defender. But I mean. I couldn't afford to get to Trent without taking a hit, which doesn't seem like a sensible move. And I could get Allison in for Edison, but I'm not sure that's the move either because City have got Wolves at home and that that does hopefully strike with a clean sheet. So I'd probably just go with Salah, I think. So I have I have three million in the bank and I still have Cash Cow Cancelo sitting in my team. So I could go like Andreas to Gakpo. And have 6.7, which is like frustratingly 0.2 less than Rabo from Cancelo. 
So, like, what am I going to fucking bring in Kanate and Maddup? <laughs> but but <laughs> your problem is, if, if you move Andreas to Gapo, do you not have then a benching headache from your midfielders and forwards? This one week, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, you, yeah. Know, you know what I would do if they doubled Wolves. You know what I would consider doing: going Andreas to Gakpo and Cancelo to uh, Bueno, just to get that money out of Cancelo. You know, well, what I mean? surely, surely you'd move Cancelo to a Kanji, and then you'd have the City player ready for uh, game yeah, week twenty-three. Yeah, that would better. make more sense to me because right. a Kanji is probably the go-to City defender. Yeah, that does make sense. I'd probably do that, yeah. Can we put that to bed, by the way? This fucking who's the best defender to get. It's so bizarre to me that it's like... Like, this debate will come up in chats, and it's like, oh, uh, Stones? Ake? Laporte? I'm like, Akanji's played every fucking game. <laughs> You're not even mentioning him. It's so weird to me. Where the fuck are you getting these other... Like, what is... Where are the stats to show anyone else but a Kanji? I mean, I, every fucking game. He's only not started once, and he came on at halftime. <laughs> I mean, I, th I think the only doubt over Kanji is is that all the other defenders haven't been. We haven't had Diaz, Laporte, Ake, Stones so? all fit at the same time. And I think I've said this before. They've so. all been fit at some point with a Kanji there, though, and he's fucking played every game, like. I no, no I agree ifs, with that, but I'm but saying what, those... So what if that same what if is true for those other guys? Like, we what? haven't had Ake playing with everyone else there fit. We haven't had Laporte playing with no, everyone no, else so fit. Why are they getting picked? I'm, I'm not doubting any of that. I'm saying, though, if all those players were fit, I would yeah. then have a doubt over a Kanji. But the, but the, but I would the have a doubt happens. over all of them. And if I had to pick one, I'd still pick a Kanji. I get your point. But, like, to but... pick... All th like those other three were being debated, Chris. Those three, know, I'm, which I'm one not, of these I'm, three? And like, where's a candy, dude? He's like the main one. To be clear, anyway. I'm agree. I'm agreeing with you. I just think so. A is definitely the go-to. Oh, I just said that he's the go-to guy for me. I I think the challenge with them is if Stones, who's got a slight injury, and Diaz, yeah. and if once if Stones and Diaz are fit, you know. Obviously, Laporte was out for the first half of the season anyway. He's now sort of back. If all those players are fit, I think a Kanji then will miss an occasional game. And that, but at the moment, they aren't fit. So I think a Kanji's probably safe for the next few game weeks, and he probably will be safe for game week 23. But after that, if those other guys are fit, I think he then has rotational issues. But yeah. he probably is still the best, best pick currently. Is there any other defender that is better than a city defender? that for the long term you'd rather have over even though you're taking into uh, uh, consideration that city have a double you're like you know what i get that but i'd rather have botman for the long term i was Plus, about to say but i mean Bot newcastle have a, diff a diff double at some point like fuck this like hoping newcastle concede even though we have trippier yeah know, for me it's botman yeah, but this is because he's he's four point four. I think he's really. He, perhaps is he still? Did he not go up? Probably four point five. As I was saying that, I haven't yeah, checked yeah, for ages. Yeah. He's fine. But, but he's still, you know, still four point five. Still a bargain. Yeah, he, he's, definitely. He's definitely the guy for me. I think he he just you know well, solid clean sheet. He's a great. Okay, second question. Dan Byrne, 
who got nine points today, is also 4.5 and has played every fucking game. So now that Botman has jumped up, would you rather have Botman or Burn? By the way, Burn has 81 points, Botman has 79 points. Well, that's because Botman missed a couple of games to start the season, didn't he? Oh, okay. Because I, I had him because he missed game week five and eight. I bought him in, and then suddenly he started getting dropped. And I thought this is a disaster. And then he, he so did play. So that's interesting. So why was he getting dropped? Like, do, is, was Dan Byrne getting dropped? No, I think he was getting dropped because he was being eased into the team. But now he's he's clearly first choice now. They're both pretty nailed, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I probably, I still, I, in my mind, Botman's slightly more attacking, but it probably doesn't really make much is difference. He? Probably like. One of them will get a header and it'll like dramatically change everything. I'm looking at their bonus points, like not not like how many beeps have yeah, they yeah. got, like but like their scores, 25, 23, that kind of shit. They're like identical. <laughs> it's like 25 a game, the same game, 23 the same game. I, I suppose what I'd want to do is a bit more research into who are the players in competition for those places. And, you know, has there been a right. guy out that's... that's and, you could also other. look at like is burn about to price hike is botman about to price hike so you have like a 0.1 cushion like botman just went up he's on 21.5 up with triple blue arrows burn just got a nine today though so burns on 66.3 up with double blue arrows but burn having nine points today probably will impact the like people that don't really look at this game much and be like oh this fucking guy just got nine I mean, I guess it does Burn play left back because Matt Target because Matt Target is does, actually yeah because I remember him maybe coming for England at one point is being talked about. Yeah, so Matt Target is left back and he's out injured at the moment, and I wonder if. Uh, I, so I he, think he's injured or was he dropped like how Villa dropped him? I don't know, but no, he's no, he's definitely injured. Is he and injured? and I think the games that Botman didn't play, Dan Burn played in central defence. So there you go. So Burn might be slightly more nailed if uh, fuck fucking guy comes back. What's his name? Target. Maybe, but I think I but I but it was the start of the season and Botman was getting used to the Premier League. So that's. Kind I think of my... nothing. Nothing's getting changed the way they're playing. Is what I would say. If Target comes back, you'd be like, "We're happy that you're fit, buddy." But like, we're gonna keep rolling as is while we're yeah. smoking everyone in the league for clean sheets. It's um, interesting though that they're both four or five. I don't know. So we've gone off on a massive tangent off Liverpool versus Chelsea. We talked about Liverpool. Anything else to say about Chelsea? Uh, almost no... sold Pepper for a hit. I mean, I think I still think it wouldn't have been a bad move based on like appearance points. Kepa just happened to have a blinder today for some reason. Uh, I don't think I still don't have confidence in Kepa. I mean. No. He does have a nice fixture run, though, coming up, and he is cheaper, so I'll probably just hold him. But if I had no transfers that were obvious for me, going into game week 22 and that Man United leads double game week thing happens, like I'd still consider going Kepa to Haya then for not a hit. So yeah. Because 25 or something like that, there's an issue potentially, right, with uh, blanks for Man United and Newcastle? Yep. So... I'd rather, ha if I had a double up on Man United D, I'd rather one of them be a keeper, one of them be a defender yeah. so that I could just play Ward and not have bench issues. Yeah. 
Agreed. Okay. All their outfielders, all their D, couldn't give a shit for Chelsea. Yep. They're just so hard to pick. And they're buying more players, aren't they? He's, he, and Potter's obviously going to keep moving it around as they get something he's more happy with. But even then, he might, he might, he might still move some other stuff. Who knows? And they just paid 100 million or 70 million euros plus uh, incentives for this guy, which I like because it's so much money, they're probably going to price him in the game too high. Like Darwin was 100 million. What's he not? He came into the game at nine, right? Yep. Like Zhao Felix was a 11 million loan. He came in as a forward, which sucks at seven and a half. So you got to think he's going to come in higher than seven and a half. So yeah. he's probably just going to be priced too high. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I think he'll be in the eights. Yeah, I think it'll be about eight. Agree with that. So the final game that we haven't talked about is Leeds versus Brentford. So, I mean, Leeds are a tricky one because, I mean, the only thing about Leeds is they, they look like they might double yeah. in 22. Yeah. But, I mean, I wouldn't trust their defense. Well, um, Rodrigo. I mean, he's pretty decent price. He's fourth in the goal uh, in the league in goals for ten. He's, he's, I mean, he hit the post. He, sh he probably should have scored this week. Like it was close. If that goal goes in, you're like, "Fuck yeah, Rodrigo, definitely." Yeah, he scored a lot of God. He scored. I didn't realize he scored one, one, two before the break. So he scored five goals in yeah. four games before the break. But since then, he's only he's got one in the last four. But as you said, the, yeah. But he had trickier games. He had Man City and Newcastle. Yeah. He had Man Leicester. City and Newcastle when he first yeah. came back. So he has had the difficult games out of the way. Yeah, he's got a nice fixture run. And they and, and they, and they were top of the ticker, weren't they, that we talked about earlier? Yeah. Brentford Forest, which would be a double with Man U. Then Man U, but at home, Everton, Southampton. It's okay. 6.4 million. Uh, I guess the big question mark is Bamford, but Bamford's come back from injury already this season, and Rodrigo just kept playing, so I'm not too worried about that. I mean, Bamford's going to get injured again. I wouldn't worry about exactly. it. Exactly. I think he's a good punt for the week, man. I mean, he just went up in price this week, so he's being transferred in. I, I think, uh, you know what? Say you take a punt on Gap Gakpo this week, he could like move that over to Rodrigo. I think there's gonna be a lot of like shuffling the double game week attacking player over the next few weeks with your like spare transfer or spare position. Yeah. No? Agreed. Which could lead to some benching headaches, but I don't know. But he'll he'll so if if say this week there's a double game week for uh Liverpool, um, and you switch your Almeron or your Bilva or whatever to uh, Gakpo. Then next week in 22, you could go Gakpo to Rodrigo. Then 23, you could go, you know, Rodrigo to Odegaard. Yep. So, just we just need the fucking double game week stuff, dude. <laughs> like it's I, I suspect we're, we're talking. I. I... Yeah, I suspect people are right, and perhaps the Liverpool double game week's not happening. But we'll, we'll know by Wednesday. And as you say, it helps by the fact that they've got the Premier League games for Wednesday and Thursday, and people will have a handful of players across those matches. So it's very hard I, to make. I, I'm not like I still think there's a decent shot it happens, just because they've got two games to make up, and this is such an obvious fucking week to put one man. More shit could go wrong. 
Like, have you been alive in the world the last like three years? Like fucking aliens could invade the way the world's been going <laughs> the last five years, man. Like nothing would surprise me. Like, you you've, know, you've, you've heard it here first. Well, so, fuck, dude, like a rail strike will call games off. The queen passing away, which is terrible, calls games off. Got pandemics, got fucking wars. Like, it's like, there's this, I'm not, obviously the uh, alien thing was just some stupid bullshit, but my point is just like, there's an actual free game week here. Why the fuck aren't you putting one of these two games in there? Like for a team that plays in European tournaments. Bizarre. What the fuck are they waiting for? Well, why well, is everyone cool. else think it's not going to happen all of a sudden? They're like, they, I think they're just focused on like FPL deadlines. Like, that's not how they're they're talking. They're negotiating like TV viewing rights and you know and clashes. Yeah, it could happen. Yeah, agreed. Okay, so on that bombshell, anything else to say before we wrap up? <laughs> no, man. Hope your weeks get better. Genuinely, dude, you've had a run of bad luck. I felt that. I felt it hard. Last week, like I said, I took a week off. You don't seem to f take it hard, which is great. But on the inside, if you do take it hard and like just don't talk to anyone about it or something, like just fucking take some time off, man. Well, get I think, well, I mean, you say you're, I, I think my, I've done just as badly as you over the last three game weeks, and I've done particularly badly this game week. But... Yeah, this week's been like horrible. I was, I had to take a step back last week. If this week happened, I'd be like, why am I even? What am I even doing? <laughs> I, even, I have a pod. <laughs> like, no one in Canada even knows I play this game because they don't even know it exists. <laughs> like, what am I doing? Well, I, I kind of, I kind of look at it and go. So I think my team is. I, I'm looking at now my live rank. So my well, the official. I'm, I don't know. I guess there's not many. There isn't really different rank to this. So I'm seven hundred thousand. So I've doubled my rank this this week so far. I do have seven players to come in the next four two games. So perhaps I'll claw a little bit back. But then after that, I think it's a case of there's there's a little bit of sitting there and just hoping that the decisions the what looked like very bad decisions I made this game game week come through. Um, but there, there's a long way to go. I I probably bored you with the story before, but I had a season when I think it was like a million and a half or something with about 14 game weeks to go. And I got back into the fifth, top 50K. In fact, I probably, in fact, I got back to top 50K with 10 green hours in a row. And then I wildcarded and messed it up. I still finished inside the top 50K. So I think it's, you know, a lot of things have happened. And these things are quite bunched up, aren't they? I mean, I suspect I may not, I may not keep my record up of finishing the top 50K this season. But that's just how it goes. It's not the end of the world, is it? Not really, dude. I think everyone. Well, it, well, it clearly while, isn't. Like, Sorry. Yeah. Well, I think every once in a while, like the people that like, you know, typically do well on this game and like to put some time into it and stuff, have a season where just like everything goes fucking wrong. Like, I've seen it with other people. It's just, what are you gonna do, man? Like, you know, your style is more like mine. Where do you consider you? Yeah, but you don't like you're not like a slave to it, right? Like you like to take punts on the odd guy or like have a thoughtful rationale on why you would go against or like go this way versus that way, right? As opposed to just going, you know, and like I found like this week really interesting because of Kane. Um, 
you know, to, to not have Kane, what was his EO, 80-something? It's pretty high, man. Like, every point that guy gets is going to hurt me not having him. But, like, uh, to take a hit to get him, it's like, uh, does that, like, offset that? How much does it offset that? And it's just, I don't know. I, I feel like people go and get the Canes or whatever. I'm not saying you did, but people go get the Canes or whatever to not get hurt. But then you go get them. And your fucking rank doubles. So, like, is getting the, the high EO players really not hurting you if he fucking blanks? <laughs> you know? And the guy you might have got, like, Tony or something, scores? I just feel like sometimes this EO stuff's just blown out of control and, like, overthought about it. It's just, like, does player X score more than player fucking Y? It's all that matters. Who do you think is going to score more? Not even like someone's worth not even looking at live FPL for like the EO shit. I guess mm. I just think about it that way, right? Like you, you tip, you have like last season, you went so differently than me, and we both did well, and neither of us fucking templated the EO, did we? We both finished like near the top of the contributors league. Like we were both like above the EO. Uh, legendary manager template type teams, right? And we both went completely different, which is interesting. So I think, you know, some years that'll, the, the template EO one will do better. And sometimes I like, I like, that's why I'm happy I'm on a pod with you because it's like we both have these different opinions and we both do things a little differently. And uh, it's, it's just, it's interesting how fucking over like a two week, three week, span she could just blow up in your face but then you have these like weak rank having weeks right where like your your rank just goes from like 800k down to 400k and then to 200k then to 100 now all of a sudden you're in the top 100 again right it's crazy how much it could just change in like three weeks oh Sorry. yeah then the, there's there's still a lot to play for i think when you have a very very poor rank like i do you don't have much leeway you can't things can't keep going badly you can kind of you kind of need mostly greens and you can get away with a small red but you can't have another other terrible game game weeks going forward but as you say you uh sometimes you can overthink the game as well i think yeah. it's a challenge Overthinking right. is definitely the, the problem that's why i think stepping away when you have a bad week is key i like had one shitty day and then when i stepped away like day two day three like i was like fuck i don't even remember who's in my team <laughs> i mean it's, i mean well, i mean when 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 martinez starts on wednesday and gets his hat trick everything will be fine yeah there you go <laughs> excellent all right uh, bye. Have, a, have a good week i'll catch you next weekend mate yeah see Cheers. you man bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.